Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John, what a week it was last week. Wasn't it uh, pretty incredible? Very very unusual. The colors out there were, were different. Um, and having no fans was very, very unusual. But, you know, they didn't work out so well for Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, he was – No, He no. made some triples out yeah, there. Yeah, we're talking about the Masters, of course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what a what a tournament, you know, in the fall. We've never seen that before. And, uh, you know, it was playing uh, a little bit easier maybe than it yeah. does in the spring, a little bit softer greens and – Stuff like that, which makes it a little easier to hit the greens. But you're right; it was it was interesting. We had Bryson DeChambeau who kind of blew up on a few holes, and he um, did. He did. And then we had Dustin Johnson, who wow. is the machine. Yeah, man. he was incredible. Just uh, like boom, right down the middle, just long, and yeah. he just uh, never faltered. Did you see the interview after? Um, it was it was after the presentation of the green jacket. It was actually outside on the putting green. I don't think I did. He couldn't even talk. Oh, he really? was so emotional. Okay, <laughs> it was really interesting yeah. to watch him. I mean, they, they, he's taken some flack over the years for not like not you know, being excited. Motion, yeah. But he, he, he couldn't him. even answer the question, so wow. they eventually just stopped the interview. And <laughs> oh, I <laughs> but, didn't know that. How about that? Yeah. yeah, he. I wonder. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I, I mean, what they got him on. I didn't see that part. Yeah, just very, very. Uh, you know, that's that's the tournament to win, right? And yeah, he grew it up is right up the something road. he always wanted to do, and he talked about how he was nervous all day, and you know, which I thought was interesting to see because he doesn't ever show nervousness but no. uh but on the hey anyway but the masters it was a great week and uh you it's know it's five months away now that's right we got it coming back very soon that's right yeah. we won't talk about football because it's kind of moving on and clemson in play so yeah enough of that we, but uh no good football news <laughs> but we do have some good topics to talk about because you know the market has been moving up john i mean we got some some good stuff happening wow. with yeah. the stocks and with vaccines, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I we're, I think we're we're getting to a good place here. With uh, feels like we're turning the corner. Obviously, the COVID yeah. cases are spiking, yes. but there is a lot of good news out that we'll we'll cover here in a couple of minutes. So there's there's some positivity going on. There's no doubt. Yeah, and one of the things we're going to start off talking about is positioning yourself for next year. You know, hopefully a post COVID year mm-hmm. and. When we'll see a recovery maybe in the stock market and other things. But there are some things that you ought to take advantage of and do now and and get yourself ready for where things might be next year. So we're going to start off with that, and then we're going to follow that up with uh, some unexpected sources of retirement income. Yeah, I mean, most people think about Social Security and retirement savings, but there's some other um, places that people are getting income from, and we'll cover those. There's four main ones. Uh, pretty pretty good discussion. Uh, a lot of people are retiring. Uh, we're in the the baby boomer generation. Retiring and COVID has sped that up for a lot of people. So that's a it's a good discussion. Yeah, that'll be good. By the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 25 years experience of providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I'm a Dave Ramsey certified counselor. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 28 years. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Our podcasts are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast. You can certainly listen to it from iTunes or whatever you know device you're using these days. And uh, check out the website. A lot of really good tools out there. We put uh, you know retirement planning tool out there. We have some good college information and uh, have a Facebook page, MoneyMD, that we post a, a weekly prescription of the week. So go check that out. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to start off here, John, with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, this comes from the Financial Times. And Steve, this this uh, last couple of weeks have been very positive from a vaccine standpoint. Um, you know, uh, Pfizer came out uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, saying their, their uh, phase three trial vaccine yep. had a 90% effective rate. And uh, just recently, um, this last week, Moderna came out and said theirs had close to a 95% uh, you know, effective rate. And that's much higher. I remember uh, Dr. Fauci talking about this a couple of months ago, and he was saying you know, 60% would make a, a big difference. Right. But this is in the 90s. I mean, that is really, really positive. So yeah. I'd be surprised if some some of this is not rolled out in December. I mean, we've been, been hearing that. Absolutely, yeah. Markets I mean, like this. <clears throat> yeah, they're definitely expecting to have doses available, you know, before the end of the year. It's not going to be the, you know, you know 500 million Everybody, or so that, no. they're, that they were, that they're planning for next year, but it will be you know, 20, 30, 40 million doses, I believe, that that they're planning to be able to roll out this year. Um, and so, you know, people that are high risk will probably, you know, nursing homes, that mm-hmm. kind of folks, maybe people in the healthcare industry yeah, might be able to start getting vaccinated this year. Yeah. So the light, it feels like it's at the end of the tunnel. You know, we're coming up on it. First quarter, I think uh, most experts think many people, if not most people, will be vaccinated if they take it. And uh, we can start living life and traveling again and doing some some more fun things than what we've done in 2020. So that's why the markets have spiked. One of the reasons why right, the markets have spiked, right. but they really like that news. And we've been talking about that for weeks here on the show, John, about whenever this news comes out that they got a vaccine, yeah. you know, that's well, effective, we're going to see a big jump in the market. And we have. So I think, uh, yeah, it's 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 inevitable. And I remember at the uh, client appreciation, uh, you know, th- some of the uh, conversations we've had with clients over time and looking back into March is this too will pass. I mean, we knew we were going right. to get past this we didn't right. know when but uh anyway um exciting news yeah yeah good fact of the week and um yeah certainly uh we'll look forward to the day when we can all you know just go down to the cvs and get our vaccine and, yeah and uh Move be on. done with this right and take these masks off <laughs> there you go all right well that brings us up to our first topic though um and that is positioning your finances for the post-covid year which uh we all you know, hope the next year will be. Um, yeah, but John, you know, now that we have these two vaccines coming out in the near future, which appear to be very effective, it only seems a matter of time before this pandemic is on the way out. And of course, this is welcome news. And although it's still, you know, likely going to be a ways before that actually happens next year, most health, health experts do think that, you know, by mid next year, that the vaccine will be widely available. And, um, you know, and just as this pandemic has changed the world here in 2020 this year, um, the end of the pandemic, I think, will be no different. Um, You know, there seems to be some obvious things that will happen once the pandemic is over, such as, you know, traveling picking up dramatically. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that just about every retiree, you know, they aren't going to wait another minute to hit the road once they have a vaccine because, you know, they've been putting off their traveling just like you and I have been. Um, and so that's going to be different, you know, and companies that have been hurt by this pandemic are likely to start to see a big rebound. Um, I think it's fair to say the interest rates may creep higher, you know, making mortgages less attractive. And most analysts seem to believe that it'll be a good year for the stock market as companies hurt by the shutdowns will begin to pick up steam again. Um, however, you know, just as we're all scrambling to find a mask when this all started, Um, You know, there's likely going to be some scrambling to reposition once this is all over with. 
Um, you know, I, for one, would predict that cruise bookings will be packed for the second half of next year. Yeah, probably 2022 as well. They're yeah. going to spill over because they're going to be so so booked. Yeah, absolutely. Probably be going for a big premium, you know. I, I would also predict, John, that toilet paper will be falling off the shelves at Walmart. <laughs> they won't be able to give it away, right? <laughs> won't be able to give it away. <laughs> Hand sanitizer. I think they'll probably have to repurpose that for, like, grease remover or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> so, you know, regardless of whatever strange happenings we see as this pandemic winds down next year, you know, there are going to be some things you might want to consider now to kind of prepare yourself for the inevitable, you know, post-COVID world. And so here are a few moves that you might want to consider now as we kind of head into the new year and this pandemic winds down. Yeah. So the first one is uh, make sure your portfolio is diversified. I mean, you know, many analysts believe the stock market is going to have a strong recovery in 2021 to make up for lost time. Um, and you can also bet that there's going to be probably a shakeup in which one of those asset classes are going to be leading the way. And if you're like many folks who have been lured into chasing, you know, just a few technology names recently, um, you know, they've done really well over the last six to 12 months, it's going to be time to get back to basics. I mean, some of these stocks are likely to be hurt as the, the stay at home, you know, bubble deflates and comes back to earth after the pandemic ends. And we've already seen a sizable shift away from large growth and moving into some small value stocks really over the past six weeks. And many experts suggest that's going to continue along with other changes. So diversification, we preach it. Dave Ramsey preaches it. A lot of people preach. You got to be diversified. Yeah, that's right. I mean, because I think there, you know, you can bet that there's going to be some big losers as people kind of step out of their houses and begin to go back into the office or hitting the roads. Um, you know, we're going to see some big tech names that benefited from these stay at home orders that, you know, uh, you know, that that probably won't dominate, you know, as things change um, and they may get hurt. Um, and not many analysts that, you know, that believe that that that, you know, that a diversified portfolio is going to be the wrong place to be. They, they people are saying that you need to get back to a great diversified portfolio with six or eight different asset classes, including small and value equities. Um, that are comprised of hundreds, if not thousands of stocks. So I think that's great advice. Um, the next one here, Joe John, is to get a great emergency funding and get out of debt for good, you know, because many people were caught flat-footed when these shutdown orders began back here in March. Um, the majority of Americans <clears throat> were caught with an anemic emergency fund, and they were saddled with heavy consumer debt. Um, in fact, you know, a recent survey showed that more than half of families had less than $1,000 saved mm -hmm. when this hit back in March. And, you know, as unemployment rates skyrocketed to almost 15%, many of those people in the restaurant and hospitality in industries found themselves without enough to pay their rent, you know, let alone, you know, buy food and other necessities. So, you know, it's time to get a great emergency fund. And it's also time to get serious about ridding yourself of credit card debt and auto loans. Um, and we've been talking about this a long time, you know, with, with uh, you know, the Dave Ramsey stuff and, and the Financial Peace University classes. But, you know, you want to get serious about paying off your credit card debts, cutting back in other areas, maybe doubling your payments, um, you know, to get things paid off, you know. Maybe you sell a newer vehicle to buy a more, more used vehicle and pay with cash, um, you know, maybe make double payments when you get back on your feet, um, downsize your living quarters mm -hmm. and, and, you know, make the cash flow available to build up a proper emergency fund. 
I mean, these are all things that you really need to be focused on now and uh, really need to get yourself in shape um, in case we have some another downturn down the road. Yeah, I would say when people do get healthy again, whether whatever situation you're in, you got to prepare for times like this because they, they're unpredictable. And, you know, when you do get back on your feet again, you have a job, steady income, get that emergency f- fund set up. It is so important. Uh, so another item here on the list, which is really good, is converting an IRA to a Roth. I mean, if you're if you've had a low income year and uh, you might want to consider converting some of that money to a Roth, um, you're taxed on it. But if you're in a low 12 percent bracket, uh, that's a pretty good deal. And that 12 percent bracket goes up to about one hundred and six thousand of adjusted gross income for a married couple. So this is a great tool for pre-retirees to get some money in a tax-free environment before they retire and start drawing Social Security. So having some of that money in that tax-free bucket will give you a lot more flexibility and, and control over your tax situation uh, once you retire. So that's uh, that's a good one. Do some Yeah, that's right. And just to review, I mean, a Roth IRA is 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 tax-free money, right? It's unlike a traditional IRA that's pre-tax money, um, you don't have to pay tax on the Roth when you take it out. So as long as you've had the account open for at least five years or your conversions, uh, that money stays in there for at least five years, then you can take it out anytime without tax and the original contributions and the earnings. And, um, you know, that, like you said, gives you a lot of flexibility in retirement. That's a huge benefit and a great tool to have once you hit retirement. So you definitely want to take advantage of that if you if you can. Um, and the next one here, John, is is selling real estate. Um, you know, we've been in an unusual market this year. I mean, and so if you've been considering selling your house or some other property, um, it's hard to imagine a better time to sell a house than now. And that seems strange in a, you know, a pandemic year like this, but some homes now are selling before they even hit the listing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a remarkable market. Um, so if you're in the in the market to sell, then spruce up your house, attach a good healthy price to it, and see what happens. You know, there is clearly this kind of urban sprawl happening mm-hmm. as people are um, leaving the big cities in droves. Um, and it's been aided by this kind of newfound freedom that people have this year from gone from working from the office to working from home during this pandemic. And now a lot of people are finding out that's kind of a permanent move, that they're going to be remote employees so, you know, people are buying houses and uh, they're they're up up upsizing to bigger houses to have more space so they can work out of it. Um, so if you're planning to downsize, relocate your residence in the near future, then you'll want to expedite your timetable and get that going while the market is hot and while interest rates are low. Um, because next year we may, we may find some things change in that re- arena. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the next item has to do with interest rates. I mean, they are at historic lows and, um, you know, they're likely going to, going to rise at some point from the rock bottom rates we're experiencing today. So, you know, if you're one of the millions of people who last refinanced when the rates dip below 4%, um, you know, last couple of years, or even going back to 2008, then it's, it's probably time to take a look at that. I mean, if you look at rates, for the 30-year mortgages, they're they're below 3%. Um, in fact, we're seeing 15-year rates below 2.5% for That's those right. with good credit. So uh, that would mean anyone in the 3.5% range or higher should be uh, looking at refinancing. And so it's a, you know, we keep saying a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The rates have gone down before, right. but <clears> I just don't see them staying here, you know, too much longer. At some point, they're going to go up. No, that's right. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty incredible opportunity. Um, if you're if you're you know looking at a rate that uh, 
if you can save more than 1% on. Um, and then the last one here, John, is kind of bunching your deductions. Um, you know, if you're concerned about rising taxes potentially next year, which I, I kind of doubt that's going to happen, but you never know. Um, or if you're concerned about losing deductions, you know, there could always be changes coming with the new administration as we head into the new year. And most analysts don't really believe that's going to happen since the Senate is likely to stay with the GOP. Um, but, you know, regardless, I mean, with tax changes from from a few years ago, most people don't qualify for itemizing the deductions any longer since they can't exceed the large current standard deduction of $24,800 for a married couple. Um, so if you're in that category, you might consider lumping your charitable deductions contributions into one year into the the next, um, uh, you know, either in the next year or taking next year's and pulling them forward into this year. Um, so that you blump those together so that you can qualify to itemize your deductions and get over that threshold if that helps you. Um, so you need to look at that, you know, and if this strategy works for your situation, um, you can move next year's deductions into this year um, during these last six weeks of the year and take full advantage of itemizing deductions and kind of claiming the st- instead of claiming the standard deduction and then next year you could claim the standard deduction. Mm-hmm. So it's a strategy to help your uh, taxes and, and kind of bunch those deductions together so you can take advantage of them. So that's, you know, something you might want to consider. But, you know, we'll all be glad to get 2020 in this pandemic year in the rearview mirror. However, I mean, you don't want to leave the year without doing all you can to take advantage of the current situation and positioning yourself for the recovery ahead. So with that in mind, take a close look at where you're at and Make the necessary moves to position yourself for success in 2021. That's the moral of the story there. Pretty good. And that leads us up here to the question of the week. Yeah, the question is, what is the difference between simple interest and compound interest? So I'm going to use some uh, an example. So let's say you have $1,000 and you make 10% simple interest for five years. It's going to be 100 bucks every year. Um, okay. It's, a, it's, it's 10% on the original uh, principal that you have, whereas compound interest is going to have that $100 from the original principal, but it's also going to have 10% on the interest every single year. So that, you know, at, at the end of the day, you would have more money in, in compound interest because you're making interest on the interest. Right. On the interest. Right. On the interest. That's the power of compound interest. Yeah. Comp- it's a big difference between the two, and most people don't realize it because I see people with like a long-term care policy that'll have a, a simple inflation protection of maybe 3% or 2% or, or, or one compared to one that has compound inflation oh, protection. Massive. And yep. it's massive when you look out maybe 10, you know, 20 years at the benefit difference. Um, so yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, it's it can, important distinction. It can be positive if it's investments, if it's credit card interest, that's a negative. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got to right. be careful with, uh, how you're applying that compound interest. Exactly. Okay, good question of the week. And that leads us up here to our last topic, and that is unexpected sources of retirement income. Where to get the money, John? Yeah, this comes from The Motley Fool. And uh, as we talked about in the intro, you know, a lot of people think about Social Security, obviously, as a staple. And then if you've saved some, you have IRAs, maybe Roth IRAs. Some people have pensions from their employer, um, defined pension plans. Not a lot of people have those, but some people are lucky enough to to put that into the mix, but um, that, there's some other places that you can get retirement money. And in fact, there, there are four sources that we see. And uh, I have actually had some conversations with some folks recently about number one here, and, and that source is your home. 
Hmm. And okay. not a lot of people think about that, but your house can provide you with an income in multiple different ways. Uh, most obviously, you could you could rent out a room, uh, you could rent out your entire home to earn a reliable, steady income. I know and that's been one of the the challenges for folks here in the the CSRA is they rented they typically rented their house for the masters, masters yeah and got a significant amount of money and that's been cut off this year but that's a shame yes yeah, so that's that can be some income if you have an expensive home you could uh, sell it and downsize that's certainly an right. option uh, if you're able to walk away with a, a lot of money on your sale, you could then go and, um, you know, pad your retirement accounts or buy you know, something that's more affordable. So that's certainly an option. Um, the reverse mortgage is also kind of a last resort, but you can take equity out of your home. Uh, you got to consider the pros and cons of this. It's very expensive. But, you know, the conversation I've had uh, this conversation with two people over the last two weeks and they're basically like, hey, I've got some other assets. I'm going to leave my kids. I, I want some additional income. Mm-hmm. Don't want them to have to mess with the house. So they're they're considering it. Now, there's a lot of education, and there's actually a little class that you have to go through before you do a reverse mortgage, typically the last resort, but it is a possibility. Yeah, yeah. There are lots of ways to get money out of your house, and I love the Airbnb option you yeah, know, of yeah. renting out a room or something if you have room that you don't need. So, uh, yeah, that's something you definitely should consider if you need extra income. Another way, though, John, is just part-time work. Um, you know, um, it seems like the, with the gig economy now, there are so many additional ways to make money part-time. Um, and so that's a really great option for seniors um, to be able to transition to kind of part-time work after leaving their job. Some of them are able to do that in their current job, you know, because it kind of lends itself to consulting back, you know, or getting some kind of you know, um, part-time gig in their field. Um, and that, that works out really well because you obviously get better pay if you can do that, you mm-hmm. know, if you're, you can do something professional like that. Um, but there are also other part-time work that you can do, you know, lots of things that you can do in retirement. I, I see guys working at golf courses all the time yep. that are part-time <clears throat> that are retired. Um, you know, you see guys working in, you know, Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, um, you know, people that do that. And, um, you know, and then there's the, the whole gig economy where you can like, you know, drive for Uber, you know, or, or something like that. Deliver flowers as you yeah. brought up before, yeah, right. you know, is a great thing to do. Um, so, you know, I mean, while, you know, the COVID situation has kind of reduced, increased the risk of doing some of these type things. Um, when we get this behind us, there, there all these options are going to open back up again. And, uh, you know, even freelance writing, you know, performing, customer service on the phone, um, lots of things you can do to make work part-time. So, you know, if you find yourself with extra time and you, you'd like to do some some work um, and need extra money, the, the part-time gig is a great way to do it. Yeah, you just got to be aware if you're under the full retirement age for Social Security, um, <clears throat> then you could temporarily forfeit some of those benefits. So if you make over a certain amount of money, um, you know, it's around $18,000, you know, in most cases you'll, you could forfeit some of that, but you'll get that money back when, when you do hit full retirement age. So there's some social security uh, pieces that you need to understand before you go into the part-time work. But um, yeah, I see a lot of people doing this. That's, that's a good option actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The next one here, John, is your insurance policy. Um, You know, if you have a whole life insurance policy, that has accrued uh, some cash value, um, you may be able to bar against that, or of course you can always cash it in. And uh, while you may pay a penalty if you're surrendering a policy that you haven't had very long, um, and you know if you you uh, you may leave you know loved ones without that 
that death benefit protection mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's certainly an option, and it's a it's a place where you can get readily available cash. And sometimes people have policies that have a lot of cash in it mm-hmm. that they can really tap into and start taking, you know, like a yearly distribution from, or they can borrow money against it. And, you know, as long as the policy is in place, you don't really have to replace it, repay that money because it comes out of the death benefit. So <clears throat> don't overlook you know, that old life insurance policy for available cash. Yeah. Yeah. You can take a tax-free loan, like you mentioned. Um, uh, but if you do take a loan out of there, you know, or borrow against it, then it's going to reduce your, your death benefit. So you got to, you want to make sure that you understand, uh, how it's going to impact the policy. It could, could, uh, throw the policy into uh, a deficit that you're having to, to pay again as well. So you got to be careful, but that is a source. We run across people that have those. And a lot of times they're self-insured and they don't really need that $50,000, policy anymore and they have right. 30 grand sitting in there they, they've been paying on it for 40 years so that's an option another one here is um is is the government steve i mean some elderly retirees qualify for tax credits um that can put more money in their pocket yeah that's right you know there there are some a lot of things that um uh, you know if you're under 65 and you have limited income that you may qualify for and one of those is the earned income tax credit um, as you know, older retirees caring for also caring for a qualifying child, um, like a grandchild, um, you can you can qualify for that that earned income tax credit. Um, also, um, you know, the, the new administration wants to make the uh, earned income tax credit available to workers who are or who qualify based on income, even if they don't have eligible dependents. So, um, you know, we we'll have to see if that happens, you know, when he gets in office or if anything changes there. But um, and then there's there's other benefits too, government benefits you can qualify for. Yeah, this this tax credit is a refundable tax credit. So if you're currently allowed to uh, claim it or you become eligible um, and uh, if, if, you know, when Biden, if and when he becomes president, that's still, you know, uh, d- depends on which news source you're listening to. But uh, it's possible you could get more money back. Uh, it's going to depend on on. Uh, you know, how that, uh, how that election goes. I, I think, uh, again, it depends on who you're listening to on the, on the radio piece of it, but you know, the government also obviously has other benefits, social security, retirement, survivor benefits. Uh, you should always make, try, uh, make sure you, you try to, you know, max out these traditional income sources. Uh, there's, um, you know, social security claiming strategies out there. If you're married, who should be taking the, uh, income first and so forth. So, uh, those are four good ones. Your home, part-time work, uh, life insurance policy, and, and the government does have some benefits out there. So, Or you could sell something. You could sell something. That's right. Yeah, right. Those old golf clubs you aren't using. Yeah, you know, go, to, you go to eBay. Probably get a couple hundred bucks for those, John. Not for mine. No, that's right. <laughs> I think yeah. my, mine are going to go into a historical <laughs> museum. All right. Maybe an old car, maybe, that'd be, or <laughs> yeah. antiques or something. That would be better to sell. But that's right. Lots of ways to get some cash. you got to be creative and start thinking about it. So. There you go. All right. Well, that leads us up here to our final topic, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, this prescription is to, um, to surround yourself with uh, folks that you can go to with life questions. Uh, you know, can be professionals, um, lawyers, CPAs, advisors, but also in your, your personal life, 
Um, you know, just have people that you can go to and, and uh, have conversations with about life. You know, and, and some people are hesitant to go to professional um, people because it costs money. But I, I saw something really interesting. It was a contractor that gave a bid to someone. It was like $1,500 for the job. And the, mm. the individual said, well, that's that's way too much. And he's like, I think I can do that for, for less. And the contractor said, yeah, you can probably do that for less, um, but you have to go and get the equipment to do that. And that rental is going to be a couple hundred more bucks. And then, right. then your skill set is not as efficient as what I would do it. And that's going to you know cost you time. And it's probably not going to look as good as what I can. Do. I mean, so the cost kind of built up over the $1,500 when the individual did it. So, you know, whether you're working with a CPA advisor, uh, lawyer, there's cost involved with that. But, you know, there's a lot of experiences that professionals have that can help you to miss the potholes which right. are very valuable. So you, you got to evaluate that for your own situation, but just having groups of people that you can go to and, and talk with about life and your, your situation is important. And plus you may know some professionals in your family, you yes. know, or in your church or somebody that, you know, you can just get some advice from. We have people ask me questions all the time at church about finances and, and whatnot. And, you know, and, and I'm more than happy to, to give them advice on the, on things. So, um, yeah, you definitely want to bounce the, the things off of somebody to as a sounding board to make sure that you're that you're you have the right perspective. Um, you know, it's just very valuable. You know, there's wisdom in the counsel of many. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, um, so right. you you don't want to be out there making important decisions on your own without anybody to talk to. And that's one reason why I love being married, John. You know, I got, you know, a, a you know, wonderful wife that I can talk to. She that's tells also, you when you're wrong And frequently. she's also smart, <laughs> <Yeah>. fortunately. <laughs> Besides being beautiful, she's smart. There you and go. So I can talk to her about these kind of things. It's not Valentine's so Day. So I'm yet. just saying it's just a great, you know, you yeah, need somebody no, right. to talk to. Yeah, and, best uh, friend. I'm with you. There you go. So there's your prescription of the week. And that brings <laughs> us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Today, next week, to hear more prescriptions for your financial health check us out on our website moneymd.net and link to us there send us your questions we'd love to hear from you or you can give us a call at richard and associates at 706-739-0725 thanks for listening have a great rest of the week have a good one this program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment tax or legal advice this broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVistor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 